Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome to the patch. Look, I remembered. <laughs> you flipped it this week with Got it. Gus, Ashley, Ryan, and video game news. Ah, yeah, I see what you did there. Um, and, and, and other news. Before we get yeah. to video games, there is another bit of gaming-related news oh? I want to talk about. Totally not video games, but what you got, bro? Wait. I don't know. Some video game-related news. Totally not video games. Go on. <laughs> not, not video games. Um, did you watch any of that um, Baltimore-Chicago baseball game where nobody's in the stadium? No. No. They, uh, they played a Major League Baseball game. It, it's probably wrapping well, up. It probably wrapped up a little while ago with literally nobody in the stadium. Baltimore's yeah, they're a little troubled they're right now. They're a little now. bit troubled. So uh, they played the game. And it, it, was, it was strange. They were streaming it. I was watching it online. And uh, it was strange to watch with. <laughs> they just have I cameras. Nobody. So it's one of those things like uh, the show must go on, but nobody's going to go More like the, the sponsors <laughs> must be satisfied, I think is probably what it is. Well, the people still watch the show. Mm-hmm. On TV. not mm-hmm. go to the show. It's really bizarre. I wonder if there was one lone hot dog vendor still hawking the uh, the crowd. <laughs> was there? I mean, was it there, completely he's, nobody? He's just well, selling to the guys that cut the grass. There, there were a couple of employees. There was one employee I saw who apparently his whole job was to go around and pick up the foul balls out of the stands. <laughs> oh, we got a shot of it. Wow. He looks, he looks bored. And uh, you could hear the people in the dugout cheering whenever like someone got on base. It was, it was like, wow. They, <laughs> clack, crack. Yay. Yeah, hey, very look, faintly. Whenever, whenever the control room laughs at one of our jokes, that always makes me feel really happy. So that was probably enough for the players, right? Well, you got to think yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, well, you could probably finally hear them, right? Because normally there's so much ambient noise of all the people around. Now all of a sudden, the people in the dugout are probably really loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the idea that someone in the dugout normally just like shouts obscenities and nobody <laughs> notices because they can't hear it, and so they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck off!" And it's, it's like. Who said that? Frank, we, we come to our attention that we really need to have a conversation <laughs> about your language. HR has sent a memo. Like, you really need to stop talking about the players' wives. <laughs> I really, yeah, I kind of want to see a clip from that now just to hear it. Yeah, it was, it, that, that's the big reason I watched it. It was, and it, Oddly enough, it was the, uh, the Major League Baseball's free game of the day. You could watch without having a, to pay for a subscription online. So that's why I was watching Maybe it they were trying to like make up viewers or something. Or was it like, look, life is totally normal in Baltimore. <laughs> Games continue. The sports players on the field. Crack. Yeah, it, was a, it, was, it was something else. All right, enough of that. I just, I just had to mention it. Was that, a game. that was it's, not it's remotely right video game related. No, no, but there it, are video it games. is a game. And there are baseball games. You know what? Video game fans always show up. They do. They're never not in the stands. Online only. Well, I mean, like the, the digital crowds, you know, the, the fake ones that are. So I was reading about that, you know. Um, so I guess Heroes of the Storm had uh, a broadcast on ESPN two a few days <laughs> I ago. I loved the name, by the way, Heroes of the Dorm. Yeah, it was a uh, <laughs> college college student related, so they called it Heroes of the Dorm. But I guess some people got really upset that uh, ESPN two was broadcasting video game esports. It's weird because it's not the first time that ESPN has ever broadcast esports. They had to deal with MLG for a while. Right. I think, it's be- I think it's because right now uh, maybe the basketball playoffs are starting. So people are expecting that. But I think they were, the basketball playoffs were on TNT. They were on another network. Oh. So people were upset with ESPN. Okay. Yeah, Patrick had forwarded me a, a little note where they were talking about the uh, the ratings. Apparently it didn't you know, blow the, anybody's hair back. The ratings but... were 0.1. On a Nielsen what does know, that rating. Mean? That means 0.1% of all people watching TV at that time were watching that show. 
considering how much TV there is, that's like it, I, that still it, doesn't. It, it was, it was in two, right? Too much yeah, it was beaten by reruns of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, SVU. Uh, there were, on, on that same article, there were there were a few other mm-hmm. okay. um, shows. So listed. you're saying it didn't do? Did it not do great, but, or did it do terribly? Well, ESPN said, uh, I think officially they said they were pleased with it, uh, and I think for them it's maybe a long term play. <laughs> in order to try to get a uh, new audience, people who don't traditionally watch ESPN. So it might be the thing where they're just kind of – they're okay with it starting small and Maybe. then growing bigger. Although apparently at the risk of alienating the audience they have, apparently people were super salty about it I online. don't know why they were so mad. Like, like well, how would you show video games, blah, blah, blah. Give us our hot dog eating contest. I mean, <laughs> there's real sports. Those are yeah. There's a lot of overlap, I think, between gaming communities, the real human gaming versus digital gaming. But uh, I'd imagine there's the Venn diagram has a lot of pie that is people who have no interest whatsoever in video gaming, and that's their channel. This and there's a lot of video game people who have channel. no interest in sports sports. Absolutely. And, yeah, like that little slice in the middle. People always – they feel like it's always a slippery slope. Like once video games get their toe on the ESPN, then it's just going to be all gaming all the time. Nice. Look forward to it. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the ESPN the, games the, channel? I will say people who play video games uh, also can be rather sarcastic when it comes to discussing sports. Like I don't know how – like whenever there's like a major sporting event, how many times I have to read tweets about people playing sports ball or making <laughs> you know annoyed jokes about sporting events. So it definitely cuts both ways, but – why can't we just be happy for each other? Yeah. If I can be happy, other people can definitely be happy. Listen, um, Patrick, I'm going to try and send this to you if my internet works. Someone, uh, Ryan Kilbane, posted the, on the patch hashtag that they the that ball game in Baltimore, they put the attendance on it, and it's just zero. Oh, <laughs> I assume that the gates were just closed, I, I right? Think they is, just weren't, in, weren't allowing anybody in. I'm pretty sure it's a Photoshop. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's really funny. <laughs> you think you'd rather have the guy up there with the clicker counting people? At the turnstile? It's, um, it was tweeted by at Killbleezy. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, then other less well, depressing. Well, here's an interesting thing. So there were two really big things that kind of came, happened over the weekend. Which would you say was the biggest? Because that, I'm, I'm, I think oh, over the, the biggest oh, thing over couple. the weekend was the cancellation of Silent Hills. So Silent Hills, Ashley, you same or the, the other big news? The other you, big news for me. So the other big news being the Skyrim uh, Skyrim. Well, Steam. Well, no, Skyrim Workshop. Skyrim. Is that really how Skyrim. you said it? Skyrim. Skyrim. Say have you again? said it? Have you always said it like that? How do you say Skyrim? it? Skyrim. <laughs> Has he always said it like that? Is he, am I being fucked with? What do you say? It's Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> do you? Does it sound the same There's to you? There's an I in it. Yeah. I think we're like Skyrim. Sky and then Rim. There, you said it right. Skyrim. You might give it sound like Skyrim. Skrim. Or like Skyrim. Skrim. It's Skyrim. What? Okay, yeah, right. Skrim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the mod workshop was, uh, they went paid briefly. Okay, so. Well, added the option for paid. They added the option for paid. Okay, so Silent Hill, I guess. Um, well, here, you, you guys outnumber me two to one. Let's talk about this yeah, this yeah, uh, this Skyrim, Skyrim? Uh, mod Skrim? bullshit. Um, so, so for backstory. The option was enabled to allow people to monetize mods for Skyrim through Steam. Right. As a first step to a a wider potential mod 
for money right, kind of program for Steam. Right, from multiple games. Which is something that has existed. And this isn't really that revolutionary because in, in some small ways, there's already been marketplaces integrated into Steam, like, sure, uh, like Team Fortress, Fortress 2 mm-hmm. as the, the most notable one. What's up, all your hats? <laughs> and they, they've paid out like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, there are people that, that make a lot of money doing just that. But uh, that was, I think this I may have been... hundreds of millions. I don't think it was hundreds I don't, of millions. That, that seems I think, like that, I think that was too high. It might have been millions. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of cents. Well, regardless, the internet shit itself. This is, I think, probably the fastest I've ever seen an arc of a story develop. Because it goes from, we're offering this program, we're defending this program, we've removed this program. Yeah. And that's over the space of less than a week. Yeah, it was like three days. <laughs> there was uh, a whole journey there. Yeah, I, the, the, I think the Skyrim story was like Thursday night or like thir- like maybe Thursday is when they announced it. We covered it on 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 or or Friday. We mm-hmm. covered it on Friday, and then Monday it was like, ah, no, nah. shut it down. Yeah. Um. I, I personally, I didn't have a problem with it. I think the 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 split was off. You know, seventy five percent of the money was going to Bethesda mm-hmm. and Valve, and twenty five percent would go to the the content creator. I think that formula should have been tweaked a little bit. But I think if people want to monetize the stuff that they've worked on, and they're presented a legal avenue to do it. That's great news for them. Uh, there were, you know, some some gray areas that were brought up, and that I think you mentioned the other day, which is some mods using assets from other mods, mm-hmm. you know, from a free mod and then monetizing it. But at the end of the day, like I, I look at all this and I think you all are still using a game that you didn't make mm-hmm. and putting your mods on top of that. You know, well, this, I mean, yes, but then some of these modders are going so far as to creating completely unique assets. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of original art and content that could potentially be in those mods. While or, it does, or like voiceover or yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, in some cases, these mods are almost more akin to licensing an engine than they would be to uh, actually, you know, I don't know what a, a, an equivalency other than that would be. But I think that's probably the, the best way to associate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty hefty take. And the Lowe's modders, you know, in most cases went into that not expecting to get anything for their work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we should reiterate, it was totally an optional program. Yes, it was an opt-in. Uh, you didn't have to do it. Uh, but, yeah, there were so many rights issues and tangles. And so, a lot of the mod community, it seems like, felt like that was sort of the beginning of the end of the mod. Because once you make that a monetizable position, the people that are doing it for the love start to kind of fade away. Well, can't you do it for the love and the money? I, I mean, those two things a, are, those two things entire movie about are that, not I'm exclusive. Sure. <laughs> you can do it for both. It's true, but you know it's one of those purity. Of human you were upset about this, weren't you? I wasn't particularly. Okay. I, I mean, it's, to be honest, I didn't pay attention to the news over the weekend, so the whole thing happened before I even really had a chance to take it in. It's like it blew up. Everybody was mad. Oh my god, Gabe Newell saying it should be fine. And usually it's like, all right, well, you know, Steam, it's a new program. They'll try it for a while and they'll work it out. No, Monday. <laughs> Got some, whip- got some whiplash, did you? Yeah. So I, I didn't even have time to come to grips with it before it was gone. The the best part about all this controversy was the resurrection of all the old GIFs from when people hated Steam when it first launched. <laughs> like all of those old original GIFs were recycled and brought back. I don't um, know where people even found all of those. <laughs> the Wayback Machine. amazing. Probably. Some of it, I'm sure. Yeah. I. You know, I think... I agree. It's not like mods have been a thing that people do for love with no expectation of financial gain. Some people take donations, but and a lot of people actually held donations up as like the way that it should be for uh, doing paid mods. It should be donations, 
let's be honest here. Have you ever donated to a mod? Nope. I've never donated to a mod. Have you ever donated to a mod? No, but I don't use mods. Wait, I use World of Warcraft mods. No, I never have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where such a low percentage of people who enjoy them, and like we're we're all like, yeah, great, you should be able to make money from the work you do. Yeah, we didn't donate. Well, so you know, and it's to like, be fair though, I mean, some of that is because there's not a great marketplace to do that, like a safe, trustable marketplace. I mean, there's usually if you have a donate option for those modders, it's through maybe a PayPal. Sometimes you know, people. I, I don't love PayPal myself. I try and stay away from it because there were so many horror st- stories about it earlier in its its life. Now I think it's evened out a little bit, but every now and again you still hear shady things. Oh, I I had some of those personally. Really? Yeah, someone they uh, PayPal once like locked my account and all the funds that I had in it because I'd used uh, my boyfriend at the time's eBay account to to sell something or to buy something i think it was to sell something um, and he had the same name as someone else who had a paypal account with a negative balance so they locked mine just cool. like through that association it was really fucked up so i mean and that's why i've kind of steered away from it uh and so that really is a good way that steam could have locked itself in the market is to provide a good market place for that kind of thing of course if you've taken 75 percent of the profits then mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that sits well with anybody. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of, like, there are some mods out there that have taken so much work. And it would be nice for those people to have an avenue to be able to make mods. And actually, like, maybe make mods full time. As is, you know, the guy that made the Falscar mod, he ended up being hired by Bungie. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. That's actually, like, the you know, the ideal trajectory for a lot of modders is to take that... And use it as a, an example of being able to get stuff done and make something and use it to, you know, get into the games industry. Because it's that, it's that sort of chicken and egg thing. Like, you have to have experience to get a job, but then you have to have a job to get experience and all that. So, it's a way of, you know, circumventing that and showing that you can do something. Mm-hmm. So, that's all really great. But now that guy's got a job and not, like, he doesn't need to mod anymore. So, it's like... Because he needed money. The love wasn't <laughs> buying him groceries. Right. It's true. So it's like if people really want to be able to do that sort of thing and mod, you know, but they're putting, you know, these thousands and thousands of hours into it. They've been doing it purely for free, but it would be nice for them to be able to actually get something out of it. You know, we're in a kind of a weird spot for that, though, because all these people that are spending all this time. Well, in, to be fair, not all mods are created the same. If we're talking about you just adding most mods, are, Most mods aren't created the same, let's be honest. Absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, ah, oh, we got a new weapon, or, you know, you just did one element, uh, then that doesn't really speak to you as a larger, useful member of the game creation uh, community. But if for the people that make the, like, total conversion mods or really uh, in-depth story mods, mm-hmm. uh, I mean... They now kind of have an opportunity with the way Unity and Unreal have gone sort of free on the front end, which, I mean, ah, I keep saying that. free. Like, well, no, they're free to pull the engine down. You just, sure. you're, you're licensing it on the back end, where if you sell it, then you have to right. give over some, uh, some of the money. But I guess to be fair, they weren't that expensive to start with to just get the engine. But um, now those people, if they really 
you know, have that love and that drive could probably pretty easily turn that into just doing their own original IP instead of just making a modification for an existing engine. So uh, maybe some of those really hardcore guys are going to start moving over that direction, and then we're going to be left with just the, hey, you got a new skin. Yeah. Possibly, but then, like, that's still, you know, if they if that's the way that those modders go, then, again, the modding community suffers for it because you're not sure. getting mods for these games that keep people buying Skyrim years later. So maybe, yeah, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I like it because then if you can incent the really good modders to continue modding with monetary compensation, they'll keep making stuff, which enriches the modding community. Right. Like what if modding could be a full-time profession? Right. Like that would, that would be amazing. Again, it would be a mm-hmm. very, very, like, very small profession, but... That's what people said about making stupid videos in video games. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a good point. Well, here's the here's the counterpoint to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, it seems to me like maybe the game industry might not want to encourage that sort of thing because if that became true, where um, a professional modder could exist, wouldn't that take away necessarily from first party DLC? Mm. Maybe, but I mean, Bethesda only put out like two expansions and, and i hesitate to call them expansions bits of dlc for for skyrim really and they haven't been supporting it for years yeah and also mm-hmm. i think the scopes are totally different you know you look at a dlc package a good dlc package you know typically has more story and you mm-hmm. know really expands upon the universe whereas you know most mods are not nearly that comprehensive there are of course yeah. a few exceptions but um uh for the most part i think i think they're different well maybe there's a again when they pulled this down they they really made it sound like they were taking it back to the drawing board, not necessarily completely giving up on the idea. That's that's absolutely what it sounds like. <laughs> Which, if they were approaching this, and they even, I think in the quote, were talking about how, oh, well, we, we know how to implement this in our games pretty well. Obviously, it didn't work so well when we moved it over to a different game platform. If they had come into this thinking, oh, somebody will just make you know, sell a skin for a dollar, and they'll get 25 cents and we get 75, that's probably works much better for that sort of marketplace than all mod support now supporting transactions Mm -hmm. yeah i think it was i mean one of the big mistakes was starting something you know in a mod community that's been around for years because it you know like you need to start fresh if you're going to do something like that so that things like you know mods borrowing from each other is taken care of from the outset that that's just like that's a you know the situation that you're going into. Or you don't flip the switch where it's like, what the fuck? Yesterday this skin was free. <laughs> now it's right. two bucks. Right, exactly. I mean, there's and there's still, like, even during this whole thing, there's Skyrim Nexus, which is where most of the mods are. It has way more mods than, than Workshop ever had, and they're all free. But you were also having, because some people were stealing mods, they were like, they download a mod from Nexus and then submit it to Workshop as a paid mod. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not theirs, so they make money off it. Really shitty thing to do, by the way. But then a bunch of modders, like, felt like they had to go put theirs up because if they didn't, someone was going to steal their stuff. There was a lot of shady stuff that was going on. There was that. There was was some modders that felt like they completely lost control over their mod as soon as they... Uh, put the content on Workshop and monetized it because then they couldn't stop it. Uh, they couldn't pull it back down. Yeah, they could pull it back down. There was the they guy. They could stop monetizing it, but they couldn't pull it off. Oh, I see. And I mean, that kind of makes sense because if someone has already bought it, you can't just pull that content right. from them. Like, right. that has to continue to be available it's to anybody. It's like an in perpetuity sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. So uh, there is some loss of control there, I think, on the mod- modder side of it that. Yeah, it's it's a tight rope they're gonna have to walk and really I think 
maybe if we ever see it come back, just to avoid the DLC issues, and you said kind of wait and establish with a newer game rather than a one that already had an established community, but I I kind of feel like for them to make this work and to make it work with game companies, what they're going to have to do is wait until like a DLC period has ended and then allow monetization of mods. Mm-hmm. So that there's a there's like the first life that goes to the developer and then the second life that can live with the mod. Or if community. they announce that from the outset. Right. From the very beginning, they're very upfront about it and about, about that plan. It mm-hmm. makes sense. As long as people are expecting it, it's not like uh, This was kind of a surprise. It was like, yeah. surprise, we're monetizing mods. Here they are. And go. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, they, like every, <laughs> of course it was, it was crazy. Just like, wait, what? <laughs> and uh, then all uh, of a sudden, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it was pretty Lord of the Flies. There was, because there was a lot of people. Then it, it caused a schism. Schism? Yeah. In, uh, in, There's an the, eye in, there. in the modern community. There is an eye. A schism. Uh, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh, in the modern community, too, though, because then you had a lot of people like the guy who does um, Sky UI, which is super popular. It might mm-hmm. be like the most popular mod on Skyrim Nexus, said that he was going to take it off and put it paid on Steam Workshop. And so a whole bunch of people, including other modders, were attacking him for that decision. And then, you know, so you had this like, suddenly like this paid group squaring off against this all should always be free group and i have a lot of sympathy for the guys who put their stuff up paid and now it's like yeah nah <laughs> it's like they for a weekend they were like oh my god maybe the, like i can do like i can quit my job i can do this full time this is gonna be amazing oh just kidding yeah, and now everybody in the and by the way everyone hates, hates you yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> got a, you've got a big target on your back i can't think that they saw that much revenue in that space of time though. Bethesda tried to justify so the mm-hmm. split was um, Valve took 30% I think they take 30% of every transaction they take a good on chunk, Steam yeah. anyway which is you know I mean that's high think about how much money Valve makes off anything you buy oh, no yeah. matter what that's crazy but so they were taking 30% pretty standard for them uh, and then Bethesda said they were going to take 45% so Bethesda said that they set how much of the of the cut they wanted and they set it at 45%. And they tried to defend it. They were like, oh, you know, how do you value an IP? Do you value this? Like, the work? Like, you know, even with this early data, uh, some of these modders are going to be making more money than the, you know, the people at the studio who originally made the stuff. I'm like, just, that seems like a stretch. I'm, yeah, I'm like, then, then pay your employees more. <laughs> it's like, are you, are you calculating this off like the $30 Apple or the $90 bag of nothing? Or, like, what... Also, these people are essentially contractors, so you're paying a lot more taxes. It's, yeah, no, it's... You know, and it's like, I... I, It was was a really weird justification. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I think that there's no getting around the fact that the game developer themselves will take a cut. They did develop the tools you're working on. It's on their IP. And that's probably, like, the only way to mitigate that concern over are they stealing our DLC mm-hmm. market is, like, it's okay because we make money off it anyway. Mm-hmm. 45% seems like a lot. I'm reading Twitter here, and at David underscore M underscore Dana said, Bethesda basically abandoned the game, then came back years later hungry for mod money. Which is an interesting way to look at it. You know, they hadn't done anything to support it for a while and maybe trying to dip their toe back in to uh, milk true. the cow a little more. Yeah. it's uh, Anytime you have one of these trial programs – everybody's expectations are really different. Uh, and until you launch it and see how it's all going to shake out, you never really know what's going to go down. So you got to yeah. at least give them credit for trying, yeah. even if it wasn't. There was one other aspect to Bethesda's defense that I thought was hilarious. So they did that thing of like, oh, modders are making even more money than people from the studio. <laughs> but it's not really that big a deal if you think about it, because like even with the game like being free this weekend, the mods are still less than 1% of our revenue. 
Well, they didn't sell any yet. How are they? Where are these numbers coming they, from? No, they did. They they launched it, and there were they started out like there were fourteen paid, and I think it went up to like thirty. Or yeah, but they didn't have an like appreciable amount yeah. of time. To, no, they to didn't. They like, had a data like, set of like twelve hours. Like, oh, right. we sold. Uh, I, really, nobody bought anything, right? I mean, maybe I a think few. I read that there was uh, tens of thousands of dollars. I believe was tens the of thousands. Well, Dave there were Newell. there were some on good a company mods. scale, though. That's like there were some really like there were some dumb mods. There was you know there was the Apple for thirty dollars. There was a golden potato for ten dollars. <laughs> there was, but there were some stuff like you know a sword or a set of scale armor. Uh, and weaponry, I think it was and weaponry as well. There was horse armor. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, makes this whole situation makes horse armor seem like a reasonable cost actually because you'd you'd pay like two dollars for a sword. There was a uh, the Midas Magic pack, which is like a super popular spell pack. I th- I think uh, was going for like five bucks. There was one called Wet and Cold that is, like supposedly like adds you know like nice little like drips and like wet footprints and all that sort of stuff that just basically improves all that mm-hmm. was five or six bucks there was a like a rogue companion you could get there was another five bucks so some of those were actually priced really high well, well, we, that sounds I, I like, like pretty standard dlc pricing we should have made a video like side-by-side comparison of skyrim and the skyrim with every, with, paid, with every mod paid mod installed <laughs> like like is you know is which one is like is this other version worth an extra 60 or 70 you know whatever the total was you know that many more dollars than you know your stock game over here on this other screen i there was another weird aspect of it too, which is that I guess the the price was variable. So huh? the pr- yeah, so this is a, a weird thing. Like there was like a price range, like you like a pay what you want, but there's a minimum. But then there's what? Yeah. So basically, pay what pr- you the, want. The price was the minimum then. S- sort of. I I don't know. Like I went and when I went to look at the marketplace, I just saw like what the price was, and but there was there was a like pay what you want button. The pay what you want never goes down to zero. So I'm not like it's like I think they had to like set a minimum and then like a recommended price, I'm gonna, which I'm gonna, was a weird setup as well. I'm gonna tell uh, a non-related story about okay. pay what you want as a business model. Um, is this Radiohead? This isn't Radiohead. Right? No. One time I was in Seattle with uh, our CEO Matt Hullum. And uh, we were at a video game developer that we do a lot of work with. And right across the street, there was a coffee shop. Um, and it was a pay-what-you-want coffee shop. And so I walked in. Like, one morning, I was like, I needed coffee. I, I saw oh, this coffee shop. I walked in. I was like, oh, this is weird. There's just, like, a black – I'm sorry, a wooden box with Why a padlock on it. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a brown box. But it was a brown wooden <laughs> box with a padlock on it uh, instead of a cash register. You, you order what you want. And then when you're done, you just put cash into the box. And no one's, like, looking at you or judging you. So I was like, okay, this is – Except they're like this. Yeah, on like, the slide. Out, out of the corner of their eye, like there's a camera watching you, judging you <laughs> silently. There's a. I was like, okay, this is weird. So then I, I go back, you know, across the street. I run into Matt. Like, Matt, you, this is so weird over here. There's a pay what you want coffee shop. It's really you got to show me this. We walk in. Matt, <laughs> I hold it open for Matt. Matt walks in, and goes, "Hey, is this a free coffee shop or what?" And of course, every employee <laughs> comes over. He's like, "Well, it's not free. It's pay what you want." <laughs> you know, and then, then trying to explain it to him. But so I feel like that's the attitude a lot of people have with pay what you want. It's Oh, I'm going to pay the absolute minimum I have to to get by here. Yeah, in um in the Austin airport, there's um there's a like an Austin Java coffee stand, and it's um it's two dollar coffee, but it's not manned. It's just like a whole bunch of things, and it's a box that you put the money in, hmm. and it says two dollars. But there's no one policing it. We like to call it two dollar free coffee. There's no coffee in there, is there? There's coffee. It's good coffee. It's a social experiment. If you put money in, the, <laughs> the machine's empty. <laughs> yeah, but then if you don't put money in, there's plenty of coffee. Yeah, so, Schrodinger's coffee. Like, I, I, I really wonder how many people just 
take free coffee and walk off. Jerks. Right? Nothing's free. Coffee's not free. Coffee costs money. Um, yeah. We're we'll talking about the other big news now. Big we, news. we cover Steam. I think we covered Steam. Right. Um, the other big news was it, it started as a. It, it, it was funny watching this one develop, uh, which was the cancellation of Silent Hills, because it started like as a rumor, and at first I was like, "No, there's no way, that's not true," and then it just right, grew, the, grew it, more confirmation. The rumor grew from uh, basically then like someone found that the PSN star would be delisting it uh, today. Mm-hmm. So if right. you don't and have so it, they yet, were, you and they get were theorizing, it. like rumoring it. Can you? Uh, I think it's still available right now. But if you're not watching the live stream, it's not available. Yeah, if you're watching this, very sorry. Pour one out. Um, or go to eBay. Yeah, I can't wait to start More seeing... More on that in a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, has it started yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Meg God. was already showing me some eBay listings for it. Three grand. Three, Three grand, grand is the so, current max. So the, the basically the gist here is that people are now selling <coughs> PS4s that have the PT demo on it. Like on eBay, there's because mm-hmm. you can't if you can't get it anymore. There's no way that was a real no transaction. Still get it today, though. There's no way that was a real transaction. There's no way someone paid well, three thousand dollars. No, well, I mean it's it's for sale. Oh, yeah. it's up now. It's oh, okay. not been sold. Okay, but someone is already trying to corner the market on preloaded PT yeah, there's, PS4s. There's one here that's for sale for thirteen hundred. One that's for eight hundred, seven fifty. It's not going to happen. It's ridiculous. Let me see you know if I can find any that no are one will do it because now it's going to become basically. If they never release it again, let's say that when they pull PT, it is now gone forever. Also, this was basically may end up being the last vestige of Kojima working with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Well, that I mean Norman Reedus, Konami. I don't Konami. know. Konami. <laughs> You're Konami. Skyrim. Yeah, Konami. <laughs> I mean, he may work with the other ones sooner or later. I don't know. What did they say? Hideo Kojima's yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls Four. With a U. <laughs> Elder, Elder Scrolls. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so it started with that. And then Guillermo del Toro was doing uh, a presentation, I think, during a film festival. And uh, someone asked him about the project. And he said that it probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah, he said something like, it's not going to happen. And, like, that breaks my greasy heart or something yeah. like that. I was like, <laughs> then I think Norman Reedus like tweeted man. something about it not happening. And then it wasn't until, I believe, Monday that there was official confirmation from Konami that the project that, – that there will be other future Silent Hill properties. Maybe. That they're talking about it. But Silent Hills was not happening. Such a bummer, man. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it, it makes me really wonder what the fuck's going on between Kojima and Konami. Right. Yeah. Everyone, everyone – it's really easy to make jokes like someone must have been banging somebody's wife because it seems like really sudden and like really, really bad breakup. It's like he burned down a wing on the way out, though. I mean, they're just shutting projects down right and left. Right. It's, this is not a good breakup. No. There was even um, uh, sometime this, in this past week, I was reading about it, there was the uh, Famitsu Award Show in Japan, which Kojima always goes to. And uh, he, he was very noticeably absent um, after having gone for several years to it. Yeah, he's probably on like some crazy lockdown there. I would be surprised if we see him at E3. I, I feel would like, too. Yeah, like like it's like it's the show that he should absolutely be there. But I'll be very surprised if he's there. It's like he's somewhere in one of those clockwork orange chairs, absorbing a new personality or something. I don't. It's completely disappeared, and, and all the projects that he was attached to have been dropped. Yeah, I mean, were they trying to pressure him to stay on Metal Gear? Maybe because or is Metal Gear? It can't, but after was it Metal Gear Solid Two? He said he was done, and then three, like it was just not going well, so he stepped back in, and then four and now five and he's like no this is the end yeah but i can't imagine that that would facilitate this level mm-hmm. of separation 
occurring. Also, I mean, would taking Kojima's name off this game make it not happen? I mean, is there any reason why this should completely shutter that title? Yeah, I think they're just trying to... I mean, they're cutting ties. They renamed the Kojima Productions studio in Los Angeles. The fact that they took his name off everything is weird. And they, they did say they released a statement that they're trying to, like, centralize everything around, you know, the Konami brand, which... I get to some degree, but you don't do that in the middle of, like, a game that's already branded. Mm -hmm. It's like he's brought some tremendous shame upon his name that we are just not yet aware of. Like, I'm really curious to hear, to know what facilitated all yeah. this. I, I, I hope, well, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. It would be, I would love to know, and I don't think we will. I don't know. You, you never know. Years later, stuff stuff comes out. <laughs> the you, documents you, you, you will surface. Things. Yeah, but... Um, Transcripts. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a shame. I didn't want to believe it. I, I was one of those people living in denial all the weekend. I was like, I'm not going to believe it until Konami officially says it's over. Yeah. Well, remember there was a lot of worry about it when the whole thing came up with them removing Kojima's name from like any like any association with Metal Gear. Everyone was wondering, and they, that he was going to be leaving. That he's no longer on the executive list, and all that stuff. Everyone thought, what's this going to mean for Silent Hills? And Konami was like, don't worry, Metal Gear Solid's still happening. <laughs> Good day. And then just stopped. <laughs> yep. Radio silence. So yeah, the fact that there was nothing people were understandably worried because like I feel like PT got people interested in the Silent Hill franchise again. That was wildly successful as a teaser for a game. The, when, was what, what was the last Silent Hill game? Thing. Was there was there even one on the PS2? Or? Uh, there was yeah yeah there was. Uh, let me look up the franchise. I only remember playing the PS1 versions. I don't if there was a PS2 version. There, there was, it. but it's been you know it's been on a decline as far as popularity goes for sure. I can probably look up sales here in a, in a minute, actually. Um, yeah, and I feel like the, the the horror genre definitely could have used the shot in the arm. I feel like it's a it's a genre that doesn't get as much attention. I mean, of course, there's Five Nights at Freddy's, which is mm -hmm. phenomenally huge, but as far as like AAA. Uh, horror titles. Yeah. You don't see them as, as frequently these days. So the most recent titles were 2012 Silent Hill Downpour and Silent Hill Book of Memories. Wow. But before that was Shattered Memories, before that was Homecoming, before that was Origins. But let me look up what platforms these were on. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it would have been cool. And also we're finally getting... I'm, I'm going to vamp a bit while you look that sure. up. Please let me know once you have <laughs> that. I'm, sure. I'm just still for time over here. Um, we're also going to be, speaking of Five Nights at Freddy's, we're getting our final installation of Five Nights at Freddy's soon, well, Maybe right? final. Oh, is it well, maybe now? Here's, I mean, well, here's the thing: is I have we, internet has a theory about that, that I actually agree with. I was skeptical that it was the final <laughs> one in the first place. Okay, Silent Hill Downpour was released for PS3 and Xbox 360 in at the end of 2000, no, March of 2012. Um, Shattered Memories was for Wii in December, and then PlayStation 2 and PSP in 2010. Hmm. So it hasn't, you know, it's been a while. But then there was the Silent Hill HD collection. Which was PS3 and Xbox 360. I remember that one. And I think I got that. Book of Memories 2012 was an RPG spinoff for Vita. All right. All right. Uh, so like it hasn't had like a really really like I guess super core entry in a while, and this was going to be like the return to form mm -hmm. kind of. And PT is that you can't ask for a better lead in than that, really. That no. Was Everybody played it. There were videos all over the internet. I mean, it was uh, brilliant. Yeah, it was very well done, and it was a great little bite-sized. Come on, this is the kind of spooky world you can expect if you come mm -hmm. by this game, <laughs> with a little Norman Reedus tease at the end. Absolutely. But uh, I mean, I, I'm it just it stuns me that they could not find a way to go forward with that. Yep, it's too bad. 
But do you think, like, so if this is a hard separation for Kojima and Konami, starting his own studio? Oh, Go, I think, going off and trying to spend all of the money that he probably doesn't make because I, I don't think I don't think the way that hey, I don't hey, think that's hey. the way it works. He makes less than your average modder, okay? <laughs> Take it down a notch. I think he will absolutely start his own studio and work on other projects because if he's been trying to step away from the Metal Gear series for a while, you know, this is definitely a separation. <laughs> this is definitely a way to step away. He's got to go work on the next My Little Pony title. He <laughs> really needs it's, to. Do it's that. like that guy who uh, the guy that made Katamari Damacy and went and made, started like he's like I'll make parks now. <laughs> Does he? Like actually yeah, like garden he, or no? He actually made like like city like or you know parks for kids like physical parks like dug the ditches and or designed them ditches. You know like they that. put a lot of those in children's <laughs> parks. Did, did kids you not have like ditches? To play in you're, a, ditch. you're a weird one, <laughs> uh, Georgia. Um, so what was your? Uh, the, 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 did we talk about the internet theory for Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh no, not yet. So the. Um, the fourth Five Nights at Freddy's game is called The Final Chapter, which everyone is going, ah, oh, Final Chapter. And then other people said, wasn't that the name of like the fourth Halloween movie? And that wasn't exactly <laughs> the last one, was it? Mm. And it comes out on Halloween. Mm. Well, he's been cranking them out so fast. Though. Yeah, what, how, how, how long ago did the first one come out? I feel like last it's only August. been a year. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's not even a year. No. Mm-mm. No, so it, was, while- it went August, November, March. And this one's going to be end of October. So this is like the longest between the games since he started the series. <laughs> Which says it means absolutely nothing. We were talking about less than a year. Yeah. Um, everyone, when this game was announced, everyone got super sad for um, uh, Matt Pat, who runs Game Theory. <laughs> because he just started putting out a video like, ah, oh, the entire universe of Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> explained. And then like later that day or like the day, the next day. Five Nights at Freddy's 4. Woo! Well, then he gave me to make another video later. <laughs> he like, this, oh, this is all that old video? See how it's in my theories. But all, like, everything aside, there's no way they're making less than five Five Nights at Freddy's games, right? Wow. I don't know. Well, you think they just need to redouble down on the number? Five, the fifth night at Freddy's. It seems weird to have four or five nights at Freddy's. Are they different enough, do you think? I don't know how many of them you, you've played or looked at, but. I, I mean, there's some differences from title to title, but overall, it's still. I would say it's still a fairly similar experience. How, well, how you deal with the monsters is very different. It's but. three games over the course of eight months. I don't think there's much, too much variety. Well, mm-hmm. What people who are really into the series are really into is not even necessarily the gameplay for a lot of them. It's the the backstory and the mm-hmm. the world, which is you know fairly deep and interesting, and apparently enough to I don't, spawn. I don't play uh, games movie for the gameplay. I play for the backstory. Should, <laughs> we, should, we, should in, we should introduce you to some visual novels. No. Oh, no. come on. I, I had, you missed the Katawa Shoujo thing. I had my, I had my fill with uh, uh, Had a Full Boyfriend. <laughs> Actually, I, didn't, I didn't mention this on the patch, but I think the week after we did the game club for Had a Full Boyfriend, I was in line at the Chipotle here at Mueller. And, um, you know, there were, there's, there's pigeons there. Obviously, there's birds everywhere. And the, there were two women in front of me who were nurses because uh, it's right next to the hospital and they were talking to each other and the pigeons were kind of around because we were the line get there gets so long that you have to wait outside sometimes so we were outside and there was like a pigeon nearby and one of the women said oh you know get that bird away from here i don't I'm, i don't like birds i'm afraid of them and the other woman said oh it's you know i agree with you but lately my daughter's been playing this video game <laughs> with like pigeons in it and you're she's in a school and talking to them and <laughs> i was like i know you're playing. like i know exactly what you're talking about lady <laughs> And you should be worried. You should be very worried. (laughs) 
Every time I see a pigeon now, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what was that thought? Do you want to elaborate on that? I'm just, I'm just like, was what, that what, a- what breed is it and what is its personality like in like How to Full Boyfriend video game world? Like, like what, is its, what, what are its thoughts on pudding? <laughs> right. Is this, is this like the casual like pigeon next door? I mean, is or is this like up to- the stuck up French pigeon? Are you not or- thinking like are these p- potential dating prospects? You know, Except- I mean, like, <laughs> like, that bird looks like he could carry a mean conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we, you could say we really clicked. That's uh. it. Come on, because you click. Nah, all okay, right. I was, I was, like, was, this, I was like, is this a mouse? Come is this on, like a, a I'm, computer I'm throwing mouse out gold joke? here. I was just trying to figure out if it was a like a computer mouse joke or if that's what you thought the sound that pigeons make was. Pigeons like, poop. Come on. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> also, I will say I do feel really bad now anytime Joe the cat kills a pigeon. Joe How the cat's often a murderer? Is Joe the cat killing pigeons? He really likes to kill pigeons. Wow. We don't find. The pigeons in your neighborhood suck. We don't find much. Huh. Does he just, like, leave the heads on your doorstep? No, he brings them back to the porch to devour them over time. Oh. And so depending on how it's long like it's been, we, we, might, <laughs> we might just see, like, some poofs of feathers like, or, like, the occasional leg or something. You just discovered he's Kojima's terrible. next He's title. really terrible. Maybe he's trying to, you know, he's bringing pieces back so you could all stitch them together and make the perfect pigeon. Frankenbird. There you go. Where do we put the possum tails? Uh, <laughs> you can improve the pigeon. Yeah. Can you imagine a bird with a prehensile tail? I he's like trying to get pigeon 2.0. It's like uh, it's like spore or something when you're like putting <laughs> like trying like trying to like put different bits on as you evolve. Wait, like, he's I... killing possums? Yeah. Well, we at the very least he kills baby possums. We think he might have a blood feud. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe the cat. You learn things all the time. Yeah. I'm glad he's not here anymore. Um, <laughs> he's a jerk. Uh, all right. So we we got through I think the two biggest stories of the week. Was there a third? Did you say there was a third? Well, there was all kinds of trailers that came out. There's, oh, there's, there's right. three. There's another three. That's uh, Black Ops three. <laughs> another three. It's weird. I don't know some game. It's like they keep making sequels. That uh, Call of uh, Call Lunch. of Freddy's. Call of Lunch. What? <laughs> well, you have the Freddy's <laughs> as well. And the Just Cause three. How, did you guys see the Just Cause three trailer? That was crazy. It looks so much... I mean, it just reminds me so much of 2, though. But mm. prettier, right? It's prettier, but it's like, it's, oh, yeah, look, there's the red things that I'm going to spend uh, several hours destroying. Yeah, but did you get to fly drive through a field of daisies last time, or derail yeah, an I entire think, train? I think I did drive through some daisies. Really? Yeah, there were fields of things. I mean, maybe or, not, I guess maybe not daisies, right? but... Uh, look, it's like this is a, a new game. This is a new type of flower. I mean... I mean don't get me wrong. Like, I really enjoyed 2. I will really enjoy 3. It looks – reminds me very much of 2, though. I it, watched that trailer it, and go, oh, okay, it's, it's 2.5. Is there going to be multiplayer out of the box in 3? I asked that same question. I really would like to know. I, I don't know. They but went back and added it to 2. No, but that they was didn't. A, that was oh, was that a mod? mod? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That was the modding community going in. But I thought man, that was officially supported by the developer now, wasn't it? Uh, it might be. I, I mean, I know it had – I'm pretty sure it had their blessing. Uh, mm-hmm. No multiplayer at launch for Just Cause 3. why the demand is there the community is desperate for this mods made it for two yeah and it works okay i mean i i I played with it a bit when it came out we haven't done a let's play in it yet but i'm sure at some point we'll get around to it Uh, let me see if i can find how many downloads there there have been for that because i'm pretty sure there were a lot yeah that that was that's that was really eagerly anticipated. Had a large community, and it was very it was very neat because of how uh, customizable it was. Because you created a server, and then what you did on that server was entirely dependent on what scripts you loaded up along with it. So 
if you wanted to have a race server, you could do that or different game types. The one thing, and this, my knowledge of it is, is a little dated at this point, but the main problem with it when I last uh, played it was that there wasn't a great sync between the different clients. Oh. So, well, I mean, it, the well, player sync was okay, but other events may just not happen. Well, that's that's kind of a problem in a multiplayer game. It's a, Well, not for, I mean, like the racing and things like that work, but there were, if you were just running around in free play mode. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily have the exact same experience as the other people next to you. All mm. right, so I can't find like just really quickly the any download numbers for the multiplayer mod for a Just Cause Two. If anybody on Twitter has that, that would be great. Let us know. Hashtag but, the patch. Hashtag the patch. But if um, but their forums, if this is any indication, their forums have two hundred thousand registered users. Every time I've jumped in on one of those, uh, so that's it's been I mean a that's a server. that's a pretty good indication of interest at the yeah. very least. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the other three. There was it was the the well, it's sort of a three. It's the newest Batman game dropped another oh, trailer. Mm-hmm. The one it's now showing off the sort of like it's not co op, but the multiple player, not player. It's um, the, the you can switch characters in action. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of it reminds me a lot of fighting games like uh, Marvel v Capcom or something like that, where you could create combo moves by calling in your second or mm-hmm. third teammates. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like that's what it's going to be. I don't think there's going to be co-op, but it's just going to be yourself. Maybe it's like GTA Five single player where you can toggle between different players. Yeah, except you can create like combo actions. Mm. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Combo strikes. Bro, you like to switch in the middle of your, your attack. They just kind of, it's like this is supposed to be sort of the third of the Arkham trilogy. Just kind of ignore that last title altogether. I did good because I didn't play the last one. <laughs> so Not bad. That, that works out for me. Oh no! Apparently, oh, no. so sorry. People on Twitter are telling me uh, they're telling all of us actually hashtag the patch that uh, <laughs> there is. So for Five Nights at Freddy's, uh-huh. um, you know, people have like they basically the developer he teased he te- he keeps teasing game announcements beforehand by like there'll be an image on the website named like four.jpg or something like that. Um, Somewhere in the source code of the website, there was, like, a weird 8 and a 7. And so people, like, put this together into a theory. And they tracked down an actual um, pizzeria and have been harassing this physical pizzeria <laughs> over it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awful. The, like, they thought it was, like, an ARG or something. Like, they were in- uncovering some information. Yeah. Scott Games, I guess he posted something. Only trust my website and my official Steam pages for Five Nights at Freddy News. Please be supportive of one another in the community. Uh, so yeah, I guess people were, uh... Oh no, that poor pizzeria. And what or, was, and that, or that, that suddenly wildly successful pizzeria if they just get say, some animatronics. That might have been the most successful advertisement for that pizzeria that could ever been conceived by man. Right, but can you imagine, like, this pizzeria, just suddenly they're getting all these calls and people turning up, and they're like, who are you guys? <laughs> they got tons <laughs> of applications for a security watchman. Right. <laughs> just, like, all of a sudden, out of the blue, having no idea what's going on. That would be weird. How fast did that joke get old? Oh, yeah, haha, <laughs> we're totally looking for a security guy. <laughs> what? At, at the pizzeria. Yeah, oh. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm Sorry, I missed, I missed something. I was busy, like, picturing what that place looks like with the mob. I was like, going, ah. <laughs> Give us your animatronics. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then the other trailer we haven't talked about yet was the uh, Mad Max one. Oh, right, and the Mad Max one. Which That's was, not a three, though. It didn't fit with not, my own. Not a three, but... We like, did, we did I, I throw the curve or whatever, breaking the trick. When did they announce that Mad Max game? Was that last E3? 
Ah, I don't even like know. Like there was a teaser for it, and I think it was last year. It might have been last year. And it was confusing for me at the time because I didn't know they were making another Mad Max movie. And I thought, well, that's a really weird property to go back and revisit. And now that yeah, it all makes now sense. I know there's a movie. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's why that this is all going on together. But it seems like the game just takes place in the universe because the main character in the game does not look like uh, Tom Hardy. Max. Uh, yeah, in, uh, in the movie. So it, mu- it must just be in the same world. Visually, they really nailed at least you know the looks uh, of the movie as I've seen from the trailers. Mm-hmm. There's not enough explosions, giant explosions. There's and, one right there. And, there you go. And fire tornadoes. You know, uh, hey, it's Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, it, it seems cool. It was a really long trailer. I thought, I thought it was like it was almost like five minutes long. It looks great. I'm yeah. really curious what kind of game it is, though. I mean, there's racing, there's shooting, there's like we're still curious sort of what stealth kind of, action. We're still curious what the movie is too. We're like, is That's it true. is just two hour ra- racing fighting scene? Yes, it could just be an open world. It's a Fast game. and the Furious movie, actually. <laughs> it's Fast and the Furious 42. It could just be like a GTA style game where you just like roam around the wasteland. Well, that's what I was. It, it almost looks like it might be. Maybe there's sort of Fallout ish mm. where you're you just loose in the wasteland. You have my interest. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. So I haven't been to E3 in a long time. I think it's probably been like ten years since I've been to an E3. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm really considering going this year. If for no other reason, because I'm convinced Bethesda has to be announcing something Fallout related. Like, I got an invite to their uh, event. Because this is the first year that they're doing their own press right. conference. And I'm like, okay, this like this is serious now. But the invite didn't have anything Fallout related on it. Right. Uh, Bernie seems to think that, like, we're all super excited about that. And it'll actually just be, like, HD remaster collections. Mm. Yeah. Well, that so, would I be a letdown. Look, because at this point, it's like... Can they really give us Fallout, or is this at this point just like Half Life? It's the like you like can it'll never, never have happen. It. I think they could easily do a Fallout Four. It is time for that. Like it's the you know they seem to well it's a trend of at least one generation now. Two. They have to do at least one platform, <laughs> right? One per life cycle. All right, we had we had two we had two Elder Scrolls last live last console cycle we had two fallouts last console cycle they need to get on it for this one right well I you're mean, only going off of one cycle though yeah xbox yes, one has I got know. a, a but life hey, cycle there was, then there was there was at least more wind on xbox and you know no fallout but that's it was a, well, it was, there, there were some shitty fallout games on the original xbox i think like, like uh, tactics yeah or, and uh brotherhood of steel i think uh, brotherhood, brotherhood of steel was steel. a mod for or not a mod but it was, was a dlc for uh fallout 3 yeah there, there was another you're, one. You're right. There was another thing, but I didn't know that was on Xbox. I had thought that was PC only. No, let me look it up. I, I don't. It can't be that hard. I mean, they've really got the formula down. All you have to do is deliver on that formula again. You have Guy. Maybe he starts as a young boy and gets loose on the wild. Maybe he has no memory and yeah. just has to find his way. Brotherhood of Steel for the original Xbox and PS2. It was actually a title, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys are making me feel like I'm, I'm sorry. insane over here. I humbly apologize I'm, to you. I'm taking advice from the guy who says Skyrim. <laughs> I still don't hear the difference. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, rem- I, rem- I, I never played Brotherhood of Steel, but I remember seeing the... Uh, the box like very quickly at like GameStop for like was it in the discount bin? Yeah, like ten bucks buried under something else. Yeah, ten bucks. Wow, pricey. <laughs> You're like, I'll I'll pass on that one. <laughs> Did it have the peeling sticker? Like you knew it had been there for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. The, the plastic oh, it, wrap that's partially ripped. It had like all the layer of 
lower price stickers <laughs> covering the old higher price sticker. The, the, get the to plastic the... is a little bit discolored, like it's a little yellow and kind of crispy. Yeah. Then you can tell the cardboard boxes had a little bit of wear, and then the sticker just says, please, God, take this. <laughs> It's it, it, it's sad when like an employee has to draw like box art for it, and that looks <laughs> that looks better. That looks more convincing. Makes you want to pick it up. So sad. Yeah. Um, so also there was um, news that the console editions of Minecraft are getting the option to have female starting characters, uh, which I guess has existed on PC existed on PC for a while. As far as I can tell, they're there. yeah. The difference uh, this or this is what I've been told because they look pretty much the same to me except this texture has a ponytail sure well their I mean, arms the, are skinnier uh, that's it that's, that's a weird thing that's weird one change to have but i mean so it's basically like you play steve unless you buy skin packs is that the way it is on console i've only played it on pc where i can just go install whatever skin i want so i have I think they're just adding it in. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to purchase no, it. No, no. So, but it's a player curr- model. But currently, without without, if you don't buy any like skin pack DLC, is the only model option Steve. Is uh, that is that it the is way? The it is the only skin option, or it's not the only skin option. Uh, I think it is the only model option. Yes. Okay, but you can have. Are there female skins for the Steve model? There are female that can, skins that you can get without paying anything. Uh, I can't remember if there's one in the default skin pack or not. Uh, I know I've seen several female. Uh, characters because Caleb plays is like a, the sexy nurse. Um, hey, the man likes frisbees and sexy nurses. Are you going to judge? <laughs> nope, not right. going to judge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the difference in models seems very slight. Okay, so Brotherhood of Steel was another tactics game in the PS2 era. Broken Steel was the Fallout 3 DLC. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. There we go. Now we're all happy. I remembered Steel. <laughs> that was actually a really good DLC. Uh, they were all good DLC because mm-hmm. Mothership Zeta was little. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of fun though because you got the zap zap gun. Yeah, but it, it, it was definitely the weakest of the uh, of the DLC for that game. You got a zap zap. You got probed. You got to immolate people with your pistol. Pew <laughs> pew. <laughs> that was fun. Um, so other other news that I'm, I'm I'm more excited about as well is uh, Bloodborne finally released a patch significantly cutting their loading times. Have you been playing Bloodborne? I started playing it, but then I got really put off by the loading time, and I. And I, I made it a point. It's like, I'm going to wait until they patch it. Because at the time, they said that they were working on that. And it's like, when they patch it, I'm going to go back and get to it. Uh, I've been traveling a bit, so I haven't had a chance to patch. I think it came out last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to finally go in and, and start playing it. I've never played games from that series or that world. I've never played a Dark Souls game or anything like that. So I'm curious to see how it goes. When, when people are like, you're going to die so hard. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I, maybe, maybe not my game. Yeah, like, when, I, when the whole thing is like, oh, you're going to be so mad. You're going to die a lot. It's going to be the worst. You can't beat anything. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely had that experience where I loaded up the game and started walking around. I was like, okay, that's interesting. There's no tutorial. I guess I walk up to that monster I see right over there and the tutorial will start. Mm-mm. No, you're just dead. No, just they don't die. really go in for that. It's in every death has a usually, and maybe you have to tell me about Bloodborne. People have been kind of upset because we haven't talked about it, but it's because nobody played it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going the, to play it. I promise. In the Dark Souls series, death had pretty severe consequences. Not only do you lose a bunch of stuff, but usually it would degrade your health bar, so you would slowly get worse mm. as you died. Great, because the people that are dying are definitely the ones that don't need any help. I'm a, I am kind of curious too, uh, because Dark Souls two had this whole system where people keep talking about how they don't help you, they don't help you, they don't help you. You, know, you just have to figure things out in the world. But it also had ghosts running around showing you all the problems. Like, wherever somebody died, there was a ghost left there that would show you exactly what did them in. Mm-hmm. Like it was a built-in that, hint system. I like to think that there's a ghost above every one of your dead bodies. 
Again. Uh, you want to see what my idiot did? All right, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, definitely, I don't think those exist in Bloodborne. There, there are notes. I remember seeing those. Okay. Um, like, I, like I encountered one. Like, so I told you I died of that first monster, mm-hmm. and then I, like I found a note that it says something like "just run." It's like, oh, okay, I, I got it. I got it. I, I don't Great. fight this guy. I just got to run by him. All right. So, first of all, Twitter says that um, by default there are no female skins for Minecraft, so I can see that being a okay. great addition, especially you know. I like playing a girl in a game if I'm given the chance. So that's great for a lot of people, especially if it's free. Um, that's all. I would you to notice, though? Other people would notice if you're in multiplayer. All you see is your fist. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, other people you know, or if you can you know, change the perspective and to go around. Like, you can to go to third person. Absolutely. But who plays Minecraft in third I mean, person? But it's like, Come on. It's like, why? oh, great. So why be a female character in Skyrim or Fallout? Yeah, don't you doesn't all, even matter. Don't you all have you a care? series of videos where you have a very identifiable character yeah weird right well yeah but i mean i'm not looking at me why do i care have either of you started playing broken age i have not i played about halfway through part one i didn't finish part one so, so part two just came out i've been playing it I'm so confused like i really because you forgot like, or yeah because it's been so long since it came out so broken age part one came out last january yeah. Wow. It's been more than a year. Of what? This, do, let me do my math. It's been like 15 months <laughs> between part one and part two. That's a long time. That's... I told myself I was going to wait for part two before I, I played it. So I, I got that's another game I got to get like onto now. That's like seven Five Nights at Freddy's games. <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful. It's a you know it's as gorgeous as part one. It's just like I was dropped immediately back into it. I guess Tim Schafer recommended replaying part one to refresh yourself. I didn't do that. I was just like, it's out finally. I went into it and went, what? What's See, that's going on. That's and then I had to go I and kind of like read a synopsis to be like. Oh, I don't remember that part. I think it's like beat the puzzle, but I didn't remember this this last cutscene that connects one and two that I don't want to spoil. But you start two and you go. Lots what? of finger pointing. There's lots of finger pointing and lots of head scratching. It's typical. It's typical classic puzzle game mm-hmm. in that it's, it's just like, yeah, solve these puzzles. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's You're going to die a lot. <laughs> No, not really. It's just one of those like frustrating things where eventually you just like end up like dragging objects onto anything that looks remotely interactive mm-hmm. in the entire thing until something works, and then you just go, "That made no sense." I solved it. Right. It, it's like it might, makes me think. I, I haven't played the game, obviously, but the way you describe it, like that, makes me think of those old text adventure games, like King's Quest. It's like, very King's Quest. Like, yeah. Fuck! I've got this inventory. I don't know what to do. I'm going to try to use everything everywhere. Yep. And yep. See what. What works, and that's like all you can do. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's very old school feeling in that way. Mm. Beautiful game, still frustrated. I'm still mad that it took so long to come out. That's why I stopped halfway through. Well, now I don't even know if I got halfway through the first part. It was because knowing the second part was coming, and I was worried that it would have one of those transitions where it wouldn't be. If I didn't remember everything, that I would be kind of lost in the second part. Yeah, I like. I probably would have held off. Who am I kidding? I wouldn't have held off, but I would have cons- I would have thought about very hard about holding off if I'd realized how long the wait was going to be. Mm. It was supposed to come out at the end of last year, but even so, look, I don't want to minimize the effort that goes into game development because I know that it's a lot of hard work and there's a lot that I have no idea of how it works. But I'm going to minimize the the hard work of game development. It's a point and click, you know, adventure puzzle game. The engine existed. 
they had, you know, they had their character models and all that sort of stuff. They had a lot of the environments already. Why did it take 15 months for the second half of the game? It's like how people complain. It's the same thing on they a smaller scale. They should hire Scott Coffin. <laughs> on a smaller scale, it's how people complain about, like, the Telltale games. Like, the engine's there. The story's there. Why do I have to wait two or three months between yeah, episodes? Like, the only thing I can think of is it's, like, one person works on it. Mm-hmm. Could I mean, be. You know, Might be a very I mean, small d- studio. Double Fine is a, a, a pretty small studio. Mm-hmm. But Even 15 then. months for, for you know, just the, the second half of the game. I mean, with that particular game, all of your assets, predominantly, it's all 2D, right? So there's there's nothing yeah, that's like, actually... Yeah, you know, it's 2D layers and all that sort yeah. of stuff, so... Uh, so, I mean, really, it's animation would be your main time focus, assuming they already had a script written. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, animation could take a while, but 2D animation... Is typically faster than three, mm-hmm. especially when you've got much one simplified characters. Yeah, there's o- there's only two directions. Um, all right, well we're, we're we're at about time to wrap up, but there's one more thing I want to mention. I I, I uh, mentioned Telltale and it made me think about something that we didn't put in our notes, which was uh, Telltale announcing that they're working with Marvel on a property that's going to be coming out in 2017. So the big question, right, is because it'll probably like have some sort of at least callback to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that seems to be sort of how Telltale is doing like with Game of Thrones and all that. Which completely tertiary, not going to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe superhero are they going to do? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's going to be oh, one of those really odd offshoot characters It'd that have to be, right? can't affect the universe at all. Right, because it's like your choices like in the game can't throw beige off. Beige man. Beige man. Is that a thing? <laughs> what about Squirrel Girl? Is that Marvel? Oh, yeah, I think it might be. All right. It I'm is? Calling, I'm calling it Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl? Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I would love to see like just like what it is they're going to do. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to make a new superhero when they've got a, such a huge pool of existing superheroes to, to pull from. But – like, who is it that can tie in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe without being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as more than, like, maybe a walk-on? Yeah. Well, maybe there'll be someone that's, that's eventually moved off one of the other teams. It could be actually, you know, it might follow S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, well, I, you know, as it exists. <laughs> you play Coulson. Yeah, well. Except I mean, Coulson's still kind of dead for the movies. No, he's not dead for, well, he may, as far as they're aware, As far aware, as the movies he might are aware, dead. he's dead. Uh, but. Spoiler, sorry. For, oh, but come on, Agents that's of years ago. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., has, has, uh, that show has actually done a really interesting job of tying into everything that happens around it. So it could be the, that that's going to be the, the basis for the game as well. They'll hook into that series. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, and would it, let us know which superhero you think it's going to be in the comments. Or if there, or if there are theories already that we just haven't heard. Yeah. All right, well, we've got to wrap up. So thanks for watching, everyone. We'll uh, be back on Monday with an episode of the podcast and next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. And coming up next, Game Club. We play, what do we play? We play Child, Child of, of Light. Light. <laughs> See ya. Hey! Welcome it's to Game, Game Club. Club! Now with a slightly different cast. Welcome, yeah. Josh Flanagan to Game Club. Hi, thank you for having me. And so, thanks for sharing this love sack with me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is, uh, last time I got to luxuriate all by myself, but this is better. Not, Not this time, guess he's luxuriating <sighs> right over here. You gotta take advantage of it, really stretch out, come on. There you go, enjoy it. Because it won't last, you know, next time we're gonna stick like three other people. <laughs> Alright, so this week we're talking about Child of Light. Yes, so on this show, we play, we pick a game. Uh, then we all play the game, and then we talk about the game. This is a full spoiler show. We will be talking about 
everything we think about the game. It's not a review. This is a, just a discussion, sort of a spiritual successor to spoiler cast with a healthy dose of video game book club from the screenplay shown thrown in for those who aren't familiar. With that it. was amazing. Somehow Patrick managed to stay off camera as he came in lightning fast and adjusted the mic for yeah. Josh. He's, he's a, I spoiled it by telling everybody they did it. Um, so yeah, this week we played. There it is. Uh, this week we played Child of Light. Um, it's a, a game by Ubisoft. Actually, it, mm-hmm. it looks like an indie game. It plays like an indie game. Feels like an indie game made by Ubisoft. Um, that came out last year. It's on. Hold on. Let me look what platforms it's all up on. Uh, all, I think it's all, all up, up on, on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, using the Ubi Art engine, right? Yeah, yeah the, the Ubi Art framework. Right. Right. Yeah. And also, um, we've played another game. I th- I'm pretty sure Valiant Hearts, which we played for Game Club previously, is also a Ubi Art game. I believe it. Yeah. I know it was made by as another Ubisoft title. It was Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. Did that one? So it's probably on the same architecture. Yeah. Um, so uh, this game is out for PC. It's on Steam. Actually, it's sixty-six percent off Steam right now. Come um, on. PS3, PS4, PS Vita, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. And right now, it's also games for gold. I think on Xbox One. I, yes, I don't on think Xbox it's just one. for Xbox 360. Not it's for just 360. for Xbox One. Yeah. Um, so easy to play. Came out last year. Beautiful game. Just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. Artistically, very well done. I was uh, pretty impressed with it. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things when I saw it, because uh, this came out last spring, right? Yeah, last April. Mm-hmm. Which um, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. yeah. It still feels like, oh, it just came out. I should play it to me. <laughs> well, okay, that's one of those things where all the, you have all these different platforms. You feel like you get it just came out when it reaches the platform that you play it on the most. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's a, a very pretty game. It's a, it's a RPG slash... Uh, what other genre would you call it, really? I mean, I, look, I wouldn't... Platformer? Yeah, a like, a, Platform. like a puzzle RPG. It's a platformer for like five minutes. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. you sprout wings and you're just like, yeah. oh, well, I guess I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Zoom! Yep. I, I actually came into the game with a lot of misconceptions, I guess. I didn't know about the RPG combat. I didn't know about any of that. Uh, I saw you playing it for a couple of minutes right at the beginning when it was like in that platforming mm-hmm. stage. And... Uh, i just been playing Ori in the Blind Forest, so my immediate comparison was to that. And I was like, eh, it looks like a, like not quite as nice Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah, it's not remotely like that. <laughs> so if you played Ori, it's not Ori. And or- Ori is like Metroidvania, right? Yeah, yeah, super Metroidvania. Whereas this is very much like it. The I call it open world. It's 2D, the world is, but it's mm-hmm. still open world and you can go... And anywhere at any time, really. It's a linear story, so you still have to. Uh, there's not like you could unlock areas in a different order, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could freely roam the world that you have unlocked up to that point. Yeah, yeah, and it's in just, fact, in several points, you kind of need to for various quests. Yeah, and the way that they make that open world is that you can fly. This is like right at the beginning. It's like, oh no, I'm jumping over all these things. I'm having a hard time. Just kidding. Here's wings. <laughs> yeah, which is really, I mean, that's a power you'd usually think you'd get near the end of a game, right? You'd see the land and then suddenly be able to fly and unlock all the other stuff. Right, it's like the it. equivalent of getting like an airship or something in yeah. Final Fantasy where it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, the whole thing's unlocked. Oh, here we go. As soon as I sprout those wings, I thought any minute now someone's going to take them away. There's always yeah. they're going to cut them off. <laughs> I kept waiting. Yeah. I'm going to have a bad run in with a fire or water and I'll, ah, and they're going to shrivel them down to little nubs. Oh, that'd be so sad. I'm glad that didn't happen. You want to talk about sad? How we're on a roll here. This is another game that starts off with death. Right. So yes. the game starts off and you die. Yeah, you as a little girl named Aurora. Didn't cry Princess. this time. 
Very proud of myself. Well, it was it was much more politely delivered. It than was like, pretty much like watch your mom drown. Yeah, so the whole brothers. thing is presented as a fairy tale, right? It's, no, it's yeah, like you know, you know brothers. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The God. very first the game starts with you as a little boy, the boy, one of the younger brother, the one you come to play, watching his mother drown over the side of a boat, not being able to save her. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so that was last time, but this and then, time and the, and the cat lady time. started okay. with like you attempting suicide. Yep. And limbo. Limbo started limbo. off with you. I think we think dead ish. You're something. Or something. You're not in a good place. Who is picking these games? Like the them? cylinder of selection. Like Where's the camera? Yeah. Them. <laughs> you guys. They want. They like us. They like to make us cry. It's a crowd of death fetishists. <laughs> but that said, considering that this one started off with death, wasn't but that not bad. death. So as it turns out, you actually you didn't die. Well, no. I mean, they even explained it later on. Is that your mother bound a spell to you, basically, that when you got to the point of physical death, that you would be taken to Lemuria. Right. So, so you're taken to this fairy tale land. Right. So you're not from this world. You're from Austria. Well, are you, though? Ish. You're raised. You're, born you're and, born and raised in yes. Austria. Uh, <laughs> but ended up in this parallel world of Lemuria where giant mice and fish are people. And fish are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fish people. The drought well, people, yes. The one that's yeah. left. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, you. I guess you start off, you were coming into the world, like this world, uh, reincarnated-ish or saved from death, basically. And then you have to basically save this world to get back to your world, sort of. Because your dad's super sad because he turns out your mom died. It was all really sad. And then he did what every fucking widower ever does when met a chick who has like spiky collars and was like, I'll take one of those. And then thought that that was going to go well. Look, life is hard for the single father trying to raise a daughter. Also happens to be the duke of a country in Austria. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a slim dating pool. You got to have the right kind of lady. And if she happens to dress with a little bit of spiky flair, you know, you can't judge. Well, I feel like that kind of goes too with the midlife crisis thing. You know, I talked about this a little <laughs> earlier. Like, you know, the Harrison Ford earring. At yeah. 40. Like, you need the edgy woman. You know, yeah. keep you young. Right. Or or dead. Well, they always end up dead. They they marry the lady with the spiky collar. They end up dead. All right. Look. So I mean, fairy tales have. Their own certain sort of kind of shtick <laughs> that they yeah. uh, kind yeah. of stick with, but yeah. I mean, she, had, she also has two wicked stepdaughters. Apparently, yeah, this one was very like Cinderella in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it's like, oh, now you're like whatever cast into this world, whatever will get you. you uh, that that actually came out of nowhere for me too, because you early on one of the first characters you find is Nora, your sister, who is your sister, well, stepsister. Stepsister, yeah. Which I don't. Did they even say stepsister at any they point? They didn't. There? She just said no. she just said sister. Yeah. yeah, she just said sister. So the whole step sibling thing doesn't get introduced until it's revealed that she's evil. Right. It's like she's been in your party for a long time. She's been helping you out. She's actually a pretty good fighter. She can paralyze people, and then bam! Turns out she's a bitch. Yeah, it was actually that she had uh, skill sets that were kind of hard to replace until a little bit later in the game. The yeah. uh, she was really good at mass slowing and mass uh, speeding up. Right. She could, uh, in, in any of the fights are all basically turn-based, 2D, kind of very Final Fantasy-esque things where you select a, an action and then it happens. However, it introduced a really interesting kind of side thing where there was a, a, a timeline that you could affect based on people's skills or uh, even by using your little light ignis to slow people down. So the turns had a, an activation time where it's like, 
once you decide to do something, it could be interrupted if another skill that another enemy selected goes faster. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, all combat would take place on it's, – it's sort of a hybrid real-time turn-based. Yeah. Because you, you'd have – the time between turns was, was sort of real-time. And uh, different characters have different speeds and, like, different wait times between turns. But then, yeah, you'd get to this point where you decide your move and then there's a small window. and that But that varies depending on whether the attack that you've selected is, like, what its cast time is essentially. If it's super quick, like, there are two um, – you get these tumblers in your party, uh, jesters, I guess, who they're super quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you can use – I pretty much just use them to interrupt other people. They're were very powerful, but they were great for interrupting. Yeah. So if you can get well, they were to healers the, too. Right. Yeah. Well, the the lady one, one was a healer. Yeah. And so if you can, so you cast a thing, and then if you get to the end, then you, then it actually goes off. But if there's a uh, one of the one of the enemies, one of the monsters is in that window and gets to the end first, and they attack you, they interrupt it. And or then, vice versa. You can and then they bump you too. back in the timeline yeah. you have to yeah. wait again, which sucks. Yeah. Did, it, did either of you have the issue of like just sometimes a battle would really quickly turn against you? Oh, yeah. So timing. many times. Yeah, just like you're like doing well and then just suddenly – Especially like, if they started to get spread out on the timeline. It's, as long as you could keep them all sort of in the same window, you could work around it. But mm-hmm. if they started to really get spread across, yeah. it was interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. Of course, there are ways around that. I mean there are skills that will stop you from being interrupted. I don't know about you guys, but I, there's a whole potion system to that game. Not – Crafting, but just using, mm-hmm. and I, I barely like used them at all. Yeah, I didn't. They use almost potions. never needed it. Now, which what skill level do you guys play on? Casual, casual, whatever the normal was. I think it starts on casual. You have to. It's it's one of those games. It's like it defaults to casual, but then it's got like the hard. And it's like this is the ga- way the game's supposed to be played, but not everybody's really going to be into that. I yeah. thought it was a little bit weird that there were only the two settings. Mm-hmm. What I would usually play on is normal. But if I'm trying to get, you know, I was trying to get through the the game in a timely manner for for game club, and so I didn't want to spend all my time restarting and getting really frustrated. So I didn't want to play it on the hard mode. Mm-hmm. Actually, so instead I, of playing it on normal, I ended up having to play it on casual. I played about three quarters of the game on the harder mode, and uh, yeah, it wasn't that much harder. I, oh, really? I switched it to casual towards the end just to get through it a little bit faster, so I could see the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know, it's one of those games where. Like an RPG, you get experience, you level up your characters, they have skill trees, and uh, anytime you restarted the game, like you save and quit and came back, all the enemies would respawn, so you could farm enemies to level up your experience. I never thought of doing that. Uh, Especially in casual, you could easily just move through that game without ever stopping. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, You were always leveled enough. Yeah. Almost every fight gives you a level up. Uh It's like so fast. It was almost too fast, (laughs) I thought. Like Like when you're getting a fight every level, or a new level every fight it, they almost like lose their specialness they, they weren't very special you're right yeah, yeah it was a very quick living but the the skill trees are so deep and so long so you mean the skill branches school well it's, it's like they, they each had like three lines but yeah. there wasn't branching out of those lines really it's like no you'd, that's true you'd pick the one and you could go through that progression but it wasn't it's like there's not a lot of tree it never it. forks yeah right yeah um it was good though yeah, I, no. You know, I liked filling those bits out. Here's a yes. here's a, a big, big question for this game, though. That it seems to be a point of contention about it for a lot of people that play it. How did the rhyming strike you? Because the entire game is delivered in rhyme. It is sort and, of, and, except for one character, and most of it's not spoken. It's just in text, right. right? So even though this feels and plays very much like an indie game, because it was made by a AAA studio, there are a couple of things that I'm less willing to let slide, and that's kind of one of them. Uh, I didn't think the dialogue was that 
well done. Not the dialogue itself, but the way it was presented on the screen. Like it would be over here or over here, over here. Everyone had their own color, so you kind of know who was mm-hmm. talking. But it was it was still a little bit confusing, and I feel like the rhyming would have been better served by actually having some voiceover. So if someone was talking, you think it would have played better? Yeah. I mean, honestly, reading through it, I, I usually... In my brain, the rhyming didn't happen because rhyming is such a, a cadence-based thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't hit it on the timing right, then the rhyme just doesn't happen. So yeah. uh, I almost didn't even notice it. Though yeah. I thought getting through to the end, I mean, there's sort of a payoff to the rhyme. Uh, what did you think, Josh? Uh, I wasn't a huge fan. It, no. it just made it hard to read for me. Like It, it, re- it reminded me... Like they had to choose weird words to make them. Yeah, play. and I don't know if you ever played um, the Chrono Trigger sequel, Chrono Cross... But this was like years ago mm-hmm. on PS2, but they, they did something similar where they gave all the characters accents and just reading it was such a chore. And it's like, I just want to read what the characters said. Like, I want to get to know these characters and I get too focused on the rhyme. And yeah, like you said, it's mm-hmm. hard to read, especially I'm not, I haven't done like a, a, a sibalic breakdown mm-hmm. of the rhymes, but I couldn't get, read them where it read like a poem. It was just like, uh, 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 like my brain was overloading while I'm trying to, I'm, I want to take in character. I don't want to read. Yeah, Rhymes. yeah. I feel yeah. like one of the yeah. parts that they were trying to use to like highlight how, like how you know that was a fun thing was that one of the jesters, what's her name, girl jester. Uh, you know, for most of the names for these characters didn't stick with me, other than Aurora. The only one that stuck with me was I got I like Finn and Angus and Robert. Those Robert, are the ones I remember that stuck Robert. with me. Is he the Angus. mouse? He's the mouse. Robert. Which yeah. one was Angus? Angus was the was the dude with the the mask. Like the oh, his name and Angus? it is spelled like Oengus, but uh, yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. So I, I streamed it on Twitch for Game Club a little bit, and people in the chat told me it's actually pronounced more like Angus because it's he's actually named after a like a, a fairy tale god, or oh, like a okay. mythological god. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how you say it, it's Angus. But Angus. Uh, her name didn't stick with me. Her brother Tristram or something. Tristram. Yeah, I. I got a little bit dis- like I just think of him as like I was triste because I'm pretty sure that's how you say sad in Spanish. The, I was like, oh, well, uh, I guess this is another gesture. good point about this game is a, the replayability of it. I think is very driven by what characters you choose to use the most in your party. Mm-hmm. So I don't know most of these names because a lot of those characters I never touched. Like her, the jester's brother Triste or Tristan yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. I don't think I used him once. You get it or maybe so one late. Time. You know too. what is? Uh, yeah, you get. Uh, there, yeah, you get you keep getting some characters like way too yeah. late in the game. Yeah, like Jen, the the fish girl. Yeah, yeah. You get her like right towards the end. It's like I. You've already sort of cemented your playstyle at that point. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. she didn't really offer anything that was well. I mean, she she offered a lot of skills that were timeline based, but it's like, well, I've already pretty much got locked down with my current characters. So. Yeah. yeah. The the one time that I actually used the um, dude jester a lot mm-hmm. was the final boss fight. Really? The final because I so for his armor ability or sort of all like all mm-hmm. those buffs because he's just great at, at buffs mm-hmm. is um so again full spoilers uh, I thought it was a little bit the pacing was weird and um it's Cole in the controller and told me it's because there's actually a chapter missing that mm-hmm. the developers didn't have time to finish is um so you you fight the second the second stepsister mm-hmm. um, Nox Nora who's actually Nox right. and actually has red eyes when she's in bitch mode and like insulting <laughs> your friends uh and then it goes basically through that and then a couple of cinematic sequences where it tells the story straight into the final boss fight mm-hmm. so i i don't recall having like i was expecting i guess to have a little bit more time to prepare and go do stuff and allocate my skill points and get ready you know like like my final montage 
for that fight. And I seem to recall going straight into the boss fight from there. So I didn't have time to change um, one of the elements of the game, which is the... Oculi? Yeah, the oculi, the gems. Mm-hmm. I think it was gems. And because uh, each one gives you like different... Like you can arm different capabilities on each on people's weapons and everything. So I had them all set to lightning because that's what I was in the underwater world. And, you know, that's what um, bitch stepsister ended up being weak to. I thought that was awesome. Had a lot of fun with it. No chance to change it out for light based stuff. So the only person I had doing light based attacks was Aurora. So I had to keep her in the whole time. And then I spent I used Dewjester just to buff her up and keep her from getting interrupted, keep her from getting slowed, keep her like haste her so she mm-hmm. could just get like get as many turns in as possible cast potions on her that's one of the few times i used potions yep. just to get um mana points back so i could keep aurora casting light see once i got angus it pretty much i just had him out there as a tank because he had a he has that tank ability of like taunt so just bring mm-hmm. all the damage to me because he got a lot mm-hmm. of hit points he's got a lot of hit points he's got you know you once you put taunt on and then he had another armor ability and then you put him in defend mode and you could hit him with anything it wouldn't matter mm-hmm. so i just have him sit there and then whoever else either finn or aurora depending on who i was fighting sit right behind him and just you know blow away anybody i came against that was one thing that actually sometimes annoyed me about the battle system what did you guys think of having two people in the battle instead of three i uh I mean, that's probably the reason why the battles turn against you so fast. Like, going back to that, I think. And like, it's, it's always unexpected, isn't it? Yeah. When I mean, they turn. Yeah. Um, it's like, this should be an easy fight. What happened? You get into a bad rhythm. Yeah. It's that time management thing is once they, they get locked into a certain rhythm, and if you don't work your own rhythm a certain way to kind of deal with that by mm-hmm. throwing in defends or th- hasting or slowing enemies, then yeah. Tell us more about working your rhythm. You got to work the rhythm. You got to keep the timeline <laughs> just right. <laughs> you got to slip into the red zone when no one expects it. I, I, huh. I don't know what that means. I, it's, it sounded good at the time. <laughs> that would be a great Fast and Furious line. Slip into the red line. It annoyed me to have two people. Are there other ga- Can you think of any other games that use uh, like have a two-person RPG system that don't let you get three or more? I feel like I, I can't. Not off the, not off the top, top of my head. head. I'm used yeah. to having three. Yeah. You know, it, that mm-hmm. always seems a thing. You got, you got a mage. You got a tank. You got a healer. Yeah, that's that's like the dynamic that I'm used to having. So being thrown out of that, honestly, it was kind of unique. It was kind of yeah. cool. It definitely made me work harder mm-hmm. and think a lot more about stuff. But at the same time, sometimes I just wanted three. I think three would have made it very easy, though. I, I can see why two would be a, a better balance for the kind of enemies you're going up against because you never went up against more than three enemies at a time. That's true. Uh, so three uh, heroes would probably have made that just ridiculously easy because you could have the healer out there doing revives and heals the whole time have the tank out there taking all the damage and then have your major uh damage dealer Mm -hmm. simultaneously if you never had to switch then all right you you have three characters you never need to change them man that the mage finn holy shit (laughs) he's a badass like he's he's a squishy wizard you know stereotype for sure but when you get like when you upgraded his spells and then he, and then something's weak to them. I'm pretty sure I was doing like 1,500 plus damage per spell, like on, on one of the boss fights. It was amazing. I was like, ah, ah, yes, do you, your thing. Why don't you have a light spell? <laughs> Even like the first boss, because you get him in a well, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go against that, the like the three headed dragon thing, and he just destroys that thing from the beginning because he's got all the like, minus lightning. He's yeah. got, or no, he has lightning too. Yeah, yeah, he's got all the elements, and then you just have to upgrade him. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's got everything but light damage. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which was is, annoying for that final fight. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. really, really great <laughs> until then, and then he got super useless. Then useless. Uh, well, jumping back to the rhyme thing real quick, I did want to mention that uh, it didn't bother me at all, and, and I kind of liked it just from the, the perspective that when you get to the very end of the game, there's sort of a payoff to it, mm-hmm. which is uh, as you've, you've beaten the final boss and you, uh, Aurora saves all the townspeople from her, uh, her town in the real world and brings them to Lemuria, and then you kind of realize that the narration, the actual spoken narration is, and this is, there's apparently some debate as to who it, who it was, but the way I interpreted it was it was Aurora talking to her daughter, and the whole thing had just been a fairy tale as mm-hmm. she was relating it to her daughter at night. Uh, That's so what I, I took from it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're talking to Cole in the room, and he seemed to think that it, uh, if, to him, I guess it felt more like it was the Queen of Light talking to Aurora, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, it's all open to interpretation because the, the they never Light, say. The Queen of Light being Aurora's mother who died. Absentee mother. Right, but then Did fucking she turns die? up. Yeah. What the shit, man? Well, I mean, she was in a cloak. And if, you know, maybe she's feeling a little grubby. Like she's a little shubbly. Didn't want to come out. Maybe. So I had some issues with the end. All right. What's your issues? Bit. And I, I get pro- a lot beef. of it was probably partly due to the developers losing time to, you know, work on that, that very end progression. But... So you you run across the stepmom, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, "Oh no, what's here? I'll I'll if you just leave this shit, and I'll send you back home to your your dad, whatever." And Aurora says, "No, I can't just I just can't leave people. They're you're kind of a bitch, and they need to be free." And so your dad dies. You let him die. You let, yeah. you let your dad die. Yeah, she gives you the home, option of, that of, you like, still broken send heart back. or whatever. And you say, like, I love you, dad, but nah, I'm going to stay here. I got to free some people. You know. And he tells you to do prop, it. Props There's a two way communication there. Yeah, props yeah. to him. He is in, like, a dream. It's like his, like, final hallucination on his deathbed or whatever and goes, It's like, good on you. I'm proud of you, daughter. And then he fucking dies. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's how that's going to go, I guess. And then. You and then you die because the crown that was protecting you was from your dad. So then he dies. So you lose the protection. So then Umbra kills you and you end up at the altar again. Well, did she kill you or is the spell still working? Because the spell was from your mom. Right. Mm-hmm. The spell was from your mom, but it seems to be in the crown. It did. Because remember uh, when you when you fight the like when you go to it turns out the one stepsister is a, not a nice person. She's a terrible person. She's yeah. rude. And she says that the protection's in the crown because they try to they like she tries to cast a spell to kill you and can't, so they end up throwing you in the dungeon instead and just taking your crown, which would have been the easy solution I thought. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was like it was in the crown, and then the crown goes away, and so does your protection. That's what I got from it. But some of that stuff was a little confusing to me. It might have been because it was really late when I finished it. Well, they I mean they don't really delve into it that deeply. They just. You know, it's a fairy tale, so they don't really explain the mechanics of the world yeah, as they're doing it. But then, so you, you die, you resurrect, you go your final showdown, flying up in the final air. Final form. Like, ah. And then you fight, you fight the queen. Fight your, well, you fight Nox slash Nora, and then you fight Umbra, yeah. mm-hmm. queen and of the dark. So you, you get rid of her. She's, she's out of the picture. And then it just goes into like super weird story mode of like, and then we went back through the mirror and it led people up through the castle and into Lemuria and the end. Go to bed. Well, go, I mean. Go, go the fuck to sleep. If you, if you look at it from the perspective of a fairy tale, the happily ever after part usually is pretty quick. Uh, 
I, it you know the story's pretty detailed up until you get to the point where you know the main uh, plot is over the, the the climax is overcome, and then it's just like and everyone was happy then. Yeah, I guess I just felt like the, some of the story was was pretty spread out through most of the game, and then super condensed just right at the end. Yeah, it's and really then there was unloaded. a ton of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I can't and the so and. Austria floods, right? Yes, it's. I don't know. It's like an island or something. It's like, right? I, I (laughs) for a while I couldn't tell. I was like, is it the same world? Is it a different world? Me? Uh, Yeah. So it's it's Austria, but I don't know if you're on an island or what the deal is. But it's flooding, and it's like the you know the city of the five hills or kingdom of the five hills, whatever, is flooding, and the waters are rising, and the Duke King is being useless because he's like, boohoo, my daughter is so sad, and so you go through and you. Grab all the people and you're like, come to the top of this castle. No, trust me on this one. <laughs> and they and they follow you like, oh, we're fucking gone. And then you lead them through the magic mirror into Lemuria, and then they uh, live happily ever after with the mice and the fish people. The best part of that to me is, so apparently everyone that lived on that island was completely stupid, right? Right. They were like, like flood yeah. waters the water's are rising. rising. What Duke? What do we do? Tell us what to do. And he's like, Nah, I'm good. Oh, I'm just like, so tired. Should we use well, sandbags, we'll just drown. boats? Maybe consider like. Anything. Higher ground, Walk. evacuation, something. Yeah. Apparently, it was close to land because at the end, it's like, and that to this day, you still see one small hill, and that's all that's left of the whatever of wherever. Yeah. It's just, they really didn't specify exactly where you were very much. Did no, yeah. okay. I mean, I guess that's part of the fairy tale suspension of disbelief. But I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they said Austria. But they not, did. Nothing, they did but nothing, Austria, but nothing that, more specific than that. That shocked me because I was like, what? Well, like Austria? Real? No, they were really. Real? The opening's really specific. It's like. Like the day before Easter, Austria, eighteen ninety five, and you're like, "Wow, that's such a specific date." Like, yeah, I wonder if there's like some village that in Austria that disappeared. I, I'm willing to believe that there's probably some kind of factual background to that. I should have researched it, but yeah, uh, that's but I, that's too specific to just be. Oh, uh, no, nah, we just made it up. I could be wrong too, but is Austria on the ocean? I feel like it's not, but. Uh, Way to just challenge us to a geography yeah, throw sorry. right here in the middle. Hold on, of it. I've been there I'm, before. I'm, I'm I did the sound the music tour. <laughs> Let yeah. me use my pretty sure mental abilities. I'm reasonably sure, just from my memory alone, you understand that there is water around it. There's like, definitely maybe it's a lake. It's definitely a lake by stuff. that. The what are those? The Alps? What's there? There's something. That sounds like something that'd be near. Um, Australia. No, it is not. It's I mean, surrounded by Germany, Czech Republic, Hungary, Croatia, Slovenia. Italy, Switzerland. So landlocked. Yeah. Landlocked. So lake. So, so they could but literally got, have swam like to another shore. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> I mean, and some lakes fine. are big. Come on. It like. might have been in the middle of a lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Far in the middle of a that lake. It just makes, I feel like that takes the stakes away from a great flood. You're like, oh my God, it's going to flood. Well, you could swim to the mainland right there, but I <laughs> guess I guess we'll go to up. the fantasy world. Yeah. We got to wait for the Duke. <laughs> the Duke has to tell us. <laughs> yeah. So the, like there were some of those elements where I was like, ah, me, uh, our, our yeah. fairy tale. All right. I'll give you that. But. You know, the, the pacing could have used some work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some DLC. All right. Well, final thoughts. What do you think? Loved it. Actually, wish it was longer. I spent yeah. um, I spent a lot of time playing it on the treadmill, and then I got really sad that it was <laughs> going to be done because it was so easy to play I, on the treadmill that, like, hours would go by, and I wouldn't even realize it. And now I don't have that anymore. Oh. Now treadmills are going to be actual work. Try and get a princess stone. I don't want to. Oh, I've already got princess stones. Yeah, what's up? Stones, you like, you like plural? Them? Plural. Someone got gifted some oculi. I did get gifted yeah. some oculi. But I also made my I made my stones. I got my own stones. Lots of them. 
princess cut. If you got a lot of them, then you got a lot of stones in the mail. The mailman was busy. I did get like 15 or something during, <laughs> during the stream. But then I forgot to equip all of them. So there you go. Good job, Ashley. Right, I man. liked it though. I, I would love to see more stuff mm-hmm. like that. I thought it was a really beautiful blend of feeling like a platform puzzler without actually being a platform puzzler and the RPG elements. I love that RPG combat, that, that sort of like real-time turn-based, turn-based real-time, hybrid yeah. stuff. I love it. And I thought it was really well executed. Josh, what do you think? Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to get overhyped for the really beautiful – looking 2D games as they're mm-hmm. coming out. Like a similar thing happened to, I don't know if you ever played Muramasa, the Demon Blade on Wii. But mm-hmm. it's similar like to, it's a Vanillaware game, just like beautiful artwork. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so amazing. And then I, the pattern with, uh, to me seems to be that like the, the game never lives up to how great the visuals are. And so I think this is a, a beautiful game, but the, the rest of it's like pretty good. Like the stories, like you said, inloaded and the combat's pretty good, but like the visuals are so good. And I want everything to be that good. I want to walk mm-hmm. away just blown away. And I was you know, pleasantly surprised, but not wowed. Right. Uh, I'm going to go slightly against you. I, I really like the game, and I think that if it had been too much longer, it would have started to lose me. Mm-hmm. I think it, had, it was a good length for what it was. Uh, I think it would have needed to be a little bit deeper of a story and of a just combat system to really have held me for too much longer. Cause I love the combat. It was, it was fun, but I could see getting to the point where I'm like, especially there at the end where I'd really locked in what was working for me. Uh, I was, I was good. Like, okay, yeah. the final fight done. And I, I'm ready to walk away from this game with a good feeling about it and not drag it out to the point where I didn't like it anymore. Fair enough. My motivations for wanting it longer are kind of specific. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it was definitely a good game, especially if right now if you can get it for free, uh, there's no price or, like that. Or 66% off. Yeah. yeah. Also, hey, last yeah. thing. I don't think it was weird that you go from being like a little kid to an adult. Hey, she got a little moon in her. <laughs> I mean, that's what did it. She absorbed the moon. <laughs> but then but then, like, she absorbed the sun and nothing changed. No, it was the stars. Stars. I'm sorry. She absorbed the stars. She got white. Changed. That seems wrong. Huh. <laughs> uh, well, she turned into a white dress. She did, and she got a crystal crown, but I thought that wasn't – was that when she absorbed the stars or was that when she got resurrected again? She grabbed the st- – it's, it's a very simultaneous event where she grabbed the stars or took hold of whatever and got struck down kind of at the same time and then was lifted up. So you could interpret it a bunch of different ways, okay. but that was her final form, I guess. I think she may have even got a little bit older. She went from like child to teenager to – Like full adult. Full adulthood. Mm-hmm. Also, that's got to be like weird. You're like, I can't even know how to walk right now. Ten minutes, ago, ten minutes ago, I was eight. Now I got boobs. <laughs> like, what happened? What are what are all these things? And why am I suddenly really angry at everything? <laughs> well, the power of the moon keeps her really mellow. Really? Because isn't the moon tidal? Well, isn't, it creates a tidal force on Earth. Doesn't it also like bring the moon out crazy once a month? Has no tides. Because it doesn't that have water. That is factually accurate. Well, if it had water, it would, because it would have, you know, the Earth tidal forces on it. Yeah. Should we pick the next game? Let's do that. <laughs> Bring in the cylinder of selection. <laughs> we need music for this. Oh, the music goes in post. Oh, oh there is music? Yeah. Oh, you didn't, oh, good. You didn't tell me there's special uh, effects got, on this it's show. Got, it's got special effects. It's spinning wildly out of control. It's like that Russian <laughs> rocket. The ISS won't be resupplied. Look at that. We, we got balls this time. 
Yeah, we do. We it got we got we got shadow. fancy balls. Who decides it what's rolls on the away. balls? That's so we take, um, so we take, we take suggestions. May your journey never end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Meg. Woo! <laughs> Mike. Uh, we take suggestions from the community. Okay. Um, if you have suggestions for what we should play, oh, I'm gonna wait for a second. This is. Whoa! I got too excited. Don't worry, it happens to everyone. We're playing. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, this is actually a suggestion from Bernie. Uh, this is "Don't oh. Starve Together." So that's what Don't we're going to play Don't Starve Together. For next okay. Week. Uh, is that an actual game, or is that something? Is that that's like a game. You just lock um, people? No, we're just going to go a, a co-op uh, version back, of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to we're going to go up to the mountains with nothing. We're all going to go naked to the Austrian mountains, and then we are going to see Hopefully if we can make it lake. till next yeah. game club. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's kind of it's a pseudo kind of crafting game. It's two D, very artistic the, again. Um, and uh, but we take like the 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 pool for the cylinder selection is taken from. We have some of our the stuff that we'd love to play, but then we also take um, all suggestions from the comments. So if you have a game that you think we should play for Game Club, leave it in the comments of this video, and we'll add it to the cylinder of selection. Don't starve together. together. Uh, says uh, so the don't starve together is on Steam. I think it's on is PlayStation it on Steam, too, right? right? Okay, let me look it up. I could be wrong. I, I, I know definitely that it's on Steam. I have I already own it, but I haven't played Don't Starve Together yet. I've played Don't Starve. Oh, so the, is the sequel or is it like I they think added it's like multiplayer? A, it's a, I think yeah. it's like okay. a co-op or multiplayer version of Don't Starve. Co-op, yeah. So it's part of Don't Starve, and <laughs> I Wouldn't got this. The answer to Don't Starve Together be just to eat the other people. Well, like. but that's not a renewable resource. Yeah. If you work together, you can build a farm. You eat a person once, you're full for a day. You, you build a renewable way to eat, and then you can eat for longer and then eat them. Oh, I thought it was going to be that other pair. Like, teach a man to hunt other people. <laughs> Sadly, there are no other people. There are some pig people, and they look tasty. But I've never killed one. They're, I heard, I heard human mean. tastes like pork. You heard who tastes like pork? Human. I mean, I haven't sampled it myself, but... <laughs> It seems like we. I'm, I'm not sure anyone's tough. buying that, Ryan. All right, so don't starve together. It's a part of Don't Starve for PC, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Vita, and Wii U. We'll be playing that next week. So uh, play that, then join us for another episode of Game Club, where we find out if Ryan actually has tasted human flesh. We think he has. I don't know if I can deliver. <laughs>